0: Really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. Today is going to be different than most of our episodes, because I'm actually posting an interview I did on my my friend Emily's podcast Room to Grow. And first of all, I just want to say that Emily, you are an amazing person, and I'm so grateful for for knowing you and for what you brought out of me in this interview. But we recorded this quite a few months ago. And I was going through some crap at the time, but I was just starting to develop this understanding of how manifestation works in its expanded form after you've received the manifestation and, you know, how to deal with that, what that looks like. And Emily asks the best questions, (laughs) just one after another that were so pertinent to what I was going through at the time that it really helped me unveil what it is that i'm doing today as your magic mentor and so that we talk about so much and we really get into the kind of thick aspects of manifestation that i'm hoping to bring to the table and help teach you in the coming months as well and i'm just so thrilled to see this is kind of that that turning point where i started to realize this is kind of the formula that helps us understand manifestation in a in a much more expanded way but what i really liked is that in this, I started to understand that manifestation is the process of becoming free from our desires so that way we can grow and expand ourselves into better places where we don't have so much need, but that we have much more space to give. So if I'm in a place where I'm able to let go of certain things or I'm free from certain desires, I have more space to give back and to do more with my time to, for either my family or for all of you or whatever. And so this cyclical process that manifestation has never been just grabbing the thing from the catalog of the universe just to get more stuff, that it's actually to expand ourselves into better places, more connected places. So that way we can know ourselves better, but we can also give back to those who need. And, uh, ultimately like knowing ourselves is also knowing God, knowing source, us coming back to ourselves is us understanding more that we're not just in this human experience, but that we're, we're, it's so much more. And so we'll definitely, definitely get into that today. But Emily is wonderful. I want you to check out her podcast room to grow and, uh, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear that. She's a wonderful interviewer and, and has a lot of wisdom as well to offer the world. So check us vibe in today, which is really awesome. But I also want to offer a beautiful word from our sponsor, which is wisdom health. If you have a nagging health issue or persistent digestive problem, skin breakouts or chronic pain, if just you've been feeling low in energy and you're just kind of fed up with conventional doctors, the rushed appointments, like all through my pregnancy, it was just like you check in and you check out. And if I had real concerns, they seemed to be like kind of like, Oh, whatever. And I, and I hated that experience. So what wisdom health does is that they, they are a revolutionary service that matches you with a leading functional medical doctor that helps you address your health issues in a full 60 minutes. That's right. Like they'll go deep into your health issues to find out what solutions truly work for you. And they dive deep in your health with advanced tests, creating personalized plans just for you. They, unlike conventional doctors, use diet and advanced supplement guidance, as well as targeted lifestyle changes to help you address real underlying health issues. Something that we learned, even this last last couple of weeks with my daughter's eczema, is that the water had a lot of irritants in it, and I ended up getting a, a filter that helped k- keep that out. So you know the process of being able to dig through someone's health and look at their lifestyle as well, can get to the root of what has been ailing you all along. It's not just slap a prescription on it. So functional medicine can be extremely expensive, but Wisdom Health pre-negotiates industry leading rates for you. Appointments are just $189 and with a functional nutritionist, $115. So join Wisdom Health today and book with your choice of amazing practitioners and start your journey back to full, vibrant, health and well-being. Go to wisdomhealth.co slash and use the code Aaliyah when signing up to get a hundred dollars off your first appointment. That's wisdomhealth.co and they will take care of you right away. So now let's get into today's episode. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. There's just so much wisdom kind of packed into this and I know that it's going to help you on your manifestation journey. Oh, and last but not least, I have a free goodie for you. If you go to a lovely Aaliyah.com slash magic mentor guide, or you can just go to my website and there's a button on there somewhere, but there's a free 20 page guide for you on all of the details of how to up your manifestation game. And I hope that you really enjoy it and I hope you study it. And I hope it gives you uh, some very practical tools to help you really start to see your life change in very tangible ways so now let's get into the episode
1: welcome back to the room to grow podcast emily here and today is such a beautiful conversation with my dear friend Aaliyah lovely and this is the second time Aaliyah is on the podcast i had to bring her back on because i felt that the first episode i will reference the first episode um in the show notes it was amazing but i felt like i didn't do Aaliyah justice and I also just so deeply respect uh, Aaliyah's approach to spirituality. It's very grounded, and I absolutely love the way she talks about and teaches around manifestation in particular. And so Aaliyah is an energy coach and medium, along with the host and founder of Mystery School and the incredibly popular podcast, Spiritual Shit. I highly recommend checking it out. And this was just such an incredible conversation about the healing and the surrender required for manifestation, learning to pay attention to signs and what to look for, along with breaking down the ways we will often assign meaning to things even when it doesn't necessarily serve us too. Um, Aliyah talks to us about trusting the manifestation process and even more importantly, trusting the manifestations as they start to come in and how to expand to be able to fully receive the manifestation this was just so powerful. I think you're gonna get so much out of this because Aaliyah truly teaches about manifestation in a way that I don't hear really being discussed by many other people in the online space. And there's a lot of talk about manifestation. A lot of people have an opinion about manifestation, but I really, really respect Aaliyah's approach to it. And I think you're gonna get a lot out of this. So make sure to listen all the way through there's so many nuggets in here and go connect with Aaliyah as well because she's such an amazing human I'm so excited to have my friend, Aaliyah Lovely, joining us again today for the second time, which is even more exciting. Ooh. Aaliyah, I'm so pumped to have you.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. It's so good to see you. It's so good to be here again. Oh, I love it. So
1: tell us a little bit about who you are. I'm going to reference um, our first episode as well. You have an incredible podcast. You and I actually met in Bali when uh, just yeah. after you'd started it, you'd only started a few months before, and yes. it's just been so cool to see it blow up and just how well it's done. And it's amazing. And you've done so many other cool things since that we're going to talk about too. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Who's Aaliyah? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Who's Aaliyah. Mm, that's a loaded question. Uh,
1: Isn't it though? I always <laughs> ask people that and everyone kind of has the same reaction. <laughs> like, mm,
0: yeah. Mm, identity crisis. Uh, no, uh, I'm a spiritual teacher. Uh, I have a podcast as you mentioned called spiritual shit, uh, where we talk about the down and dirty of modern spirituality. <laughs> um, I'm a manifestation coach and I also have something called a mystery school where I teach other people how to tap into their gifts. Um, but I did start kind of like my journey in, very religious context. I grew up, you know, Southern Baptist and (laughs) had a lot of fears around going to hell and other things and not a lot of space for the questions that I had uh, in in, in my own philosophy of like how life worked and what happened after we died and, and so on. And so as I got older, I started to find that I fit less and less into that box of religion and I tried so hard to make myself fit more and more and more and I became this really like a self-righteous biatch <laughs> uh, and trying to, to stick to the mission and the cause and um, at some point I met my now ex-husband we end up living in London together and while I was in London it was like the first time I had been outside of my bubble And I got to meet all these wonderful, amazing people who didn't believe in God or didn't weren't quote unquote saved. And, um, and I started to see that, wow, like, I don't, I don't understand why these people would go to hell, you know, and that's when the wheels started to turn. So I would say that I had my, want my first quote unquote awakening. I hate that word. So trendy right now.
1: I know. I feel the same way about it. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah. Okay. You know, like, I, like we are constantly awakening. So yes, for ends, but. Um, I had my first kind of like wake up call while I was living there and going, "Hmm, is this something I really want to participate in? Is this something that I want to believe? Uh, Because it leaves a lot on the table. And so at that point, I started my journey of a lot of the questions and a lot, you know, it was about a four year process um, from becoming, you know, a very astute Christian into a bona fide atheist. And at some point when I made a huge move to New York um, while I was there, I started to find God again, but in a more spiritual context of source and the universe, uh, and started to find like, Hmm, you know, this is what really resonates with me. This is actually way better than when I had all these rules and these boxes that I had to abide by. So, um, I found that and in that being able to, you know, I would say unlock a lot of wisdom that came through, through that process of, of being able to open myself up to all there is, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, so kind of just turned on. And <laughs> um, since then I've, I'm a, I'm a channeler and uh, I'm someone who reads cards and stuff like that. I've always kind of had medium gifts and um, things that I was never very comfortable talking about, obviously um, which is why I started my podcast. Cause I was like plenty, there must be more people out there who are having these experiences. And I'm tired of telling my friends and them rolling their eyes. So I made uh, that community. So there that Lance is here. <laughs>
1: I love it. That just opened up like this whole other world, I think too, just connecting with so many, so many people. That's the incredible gift that we, we get to have like these platforms Mm -hmm. on. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I I love most about you is, is that when I think of you, I think of, um, grounded spirituality. Thank you. (laughs) And that, that might to some people sound like an oxymoron because spirituality, we think like is up here and like in the clouds Mm -hmm. and woo woo all these things. But I, I really, I really respect your approach and the way that you come at it. Even with you saying that you don't like the word awakening, I know. <laughs> Same, same.
0: <laughs> There's just
1: certain, like the more new age language that I just don't really resonate, resonate with. But, yeah. but the approach that you always have, I just think is is so beautifully done and very thorough, and also mm-hmm. accounts for a lot of the nuance too, that is so necessary when, mm-hmm. when doing this type of work. And today we're going to kind of focus on manifestation with you, mm-hmm. because I consider you to be the the manifestation queen. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to share some of your story, especially about 2020, because you and I yeah. met at the beginning of 2020 and either with January or February. I think, yeah. January and in Bali and we went to a, a friend's um birthday dinner and ended up sitting uh together and, and we met and, and in fact you even grounded my energy at the table which I thought was the coolest thing
0: ever you're like oh my god yes. I forgot about that <laughs> oh Emily was goodness. on tin <laughs> and I was like I'm just gonna like pull your energy down here for a second <laughs>
1: And when I think of like the headspace that I was in at in that time frame, I'm like, oh yeah, I was definitely like 10 on every level. I <laughs> Not like in the best way. Because
0: I was like, I said that and I was like, oh wow, that was really rude. Um, oh, no, I wasn't offended at all. Because <laughs> I knew it was true. I was like, yes, please do something
1: for
0: me. <laughs> it like it came out of nowhere too. I sorry, I like. Yes. That's what happened. It's just so funny to think about it now. And I was like, I could have approached that more gently.
1: <laughs> no, I loved it. I'm a very direct person and I appreciated it. And I could tell it was coming from such a good place. Oh my gosh. And so tell us, I, I want you to share with us like kind of the the headspace and sort of just how everything was going for you at that yeah. time. And then what kind of unfolded has unfolded since, but especially in 2020, there was like a 12 month period of just craziness in your
0: life. (laughs) Yeah, I felt that. Um, so, well, okay. The reason I had gone to Bali in the first place was because I needed to take some time off to heal. And I was like, I had been going, going, going. I had just gone through a really, um, long divorce and I had been living in New York for some time, then that I was supposed to move to Paris, but then ended up having to move back to Kansas City, a place I said I would never come back to. And I just had a, a hard couple of years. And I was in this space where I was like, I'm ripping and running and I and I don't feel well, um, just like on a health level, but also just on an internal level. And so I kept getting this, this pull, like you need to go to Bali, you need to go to Bali, you need to go to Bali. So I booked some tickets in November, and then once I got there, um, you know, I was in this really weird situation where I hadn't, hadn't worked much and work wasn't really coming and it wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money. And so I had scrounged up everything that I could to go on to this place. And I'd chosen to go, um, to stay in Chenggu just because I was like, oh, look, they have coffee shops that have oat milk there. Like I, I was a vegan at the time. <laughs> And you I was like, like this wait,
1: but do they have oat milk before we pick right. a day?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the only way I'm going to like really get on is if I have a place I can get my latte. So, um, so I went there and, and in that process, while we were there, we, and you know this already, but we created this insane sisterhood. Uh, I met some of the most amazing people while I was there. And it it was just, it was so crazy because it came from someone I know back home who had taken a breathwork class with our mutual friend. Sir. And so we, then I met her and then that, that just tumbled. And I had met all these other amazing people, just kind of all in the same thing. So while I was there, I, I made this intention that I was going to really like heal my love blocks and I was going to open myself up to different ways and trying to look at the ways in which I've been chasing love for a very long time and these cycles that I keep finding where these men keep treating me this way or people keep treating me this way. And I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, or I'm never being taken care of. And I'm kind of tired of that. So I'm, I want to go and discover what that looks like. So I went there and I, I ate clean and um we did all the all the things that you do in Bali to eat pray love and whatnot. And so I had this session with Holly Sleuth. She goes by Holly Laurel now. And uh, it was a Reiki session to kind of open up my heart and see what was going on. And while I was in that session, never mind the fact that, like, while I was in Bali, I was seeing all kinds of ghosts, spirits, astral traveling. I was having so much of the spiritual awakening that was going on there. But um, in the midst of that, I had had this dream while I was under in that Reiki session about um, this man who had come to me during a time of protest. So there were eight black men marching in the streets and he was at the front of the line and they walked up the stairs and he said, "Uh, come inside with me. And so we went into this place that I would call um, a memory from a past life, a mapping from a past life. It was this old kind of Victorian saloon or parlor room or something. And so we went in there in our like hoodies and Jordans or something. And we were dancing in this Bridgerton-esque kind of way. Um, and then he says, here, let me take you to the back room. Will you, will you join me in the back room? And I was like, I know what happened there. <laughs> and so I go in the back room and I was like, oh, see, I knew it. You just want sex. You just want this. You just want that. And he's like, no, like, do you, do you want to have sex or do you want your equal and capable partner? And I was like, I want my equal and capable partner. And he was like, well, then wait for me. And it was like, then I woke up and I was like, whoa, like, that was crazy. That was so visceral and whatever. So I wrote all that stuff down. And then um, when I came back home, COVID had hit. And so like my plans of, um, you know, I was supposed to go on this like worldwide trip thing. I forget what it's called. Um, some some group trip thing where you go to a different country every month with a group of people or something like that. And I was like, I'm gonna travel the world this year. It's the reason I didn't take a bunch of weddings that year. Um, I was a wedding photographer at the time and I had had my year basically blocked out for this large travel trip. So then COVID hit and I was stuck in Kansas city. And I was like, I'm never going to meet the guy I'm supposed to be with. I'm stuck here and I'm not going to have the things that I want. And, and I was broke, like no way to make money. My job essentially ended. So I I was in the the kind of worst space that I could be. I couldn't see my family. I didn't have any money. Um, I was staying with a friend, thankfully, um, who was not charging me any rent. (laughs) And, and I just, and I had nothing. It was like having to start all over again. And I was like, all this healing for what? you know like feeling like in a lot of ways that there was so much sacrifice that happened for so many people during that particular time. So I had to adjust my lens and go okay let's look at this perspective wise like what is this giving me an opportunity to do? What is this clearing space for? What was in my life beforehand that doesn't work anymore that needs to to get the hell out of here. You know and like open open space for. And so um, I try to treat it that way. And then that in that time Um, I was able to garner enough work to, to start to get things rolling a little bit here and there. And um, I was able to get a new apartment. And when I got that new apartment, I had surrendered everything. I said, okay, this is going to be my little ivory tower. Um, I got in this really cute penthouse apartment that was like cheap for where, where I was at and cheap for a lot of people who live in other different cities. When I lived in New York, it was insane. Um, Anyway. So I was, I was there. Okay. This is my space this is my place to heal. If this healing journey didn't end in Bali, it's going to continue here. Um, I'm going to surrender to my singleness. I'm going to surrender to like this, just job photography is not working. Let me pick up on my readings, do my more readings. Uh, Let me try and really make the podcast something. Let me do this. Let me do that. And, and I made it like my mission that, okay, I'm going to fully embrace the, the emptiness of what my life looked like at the time. And so. What was it? Maybe a few weeks later, I meet David, and so <laughs> I was on Bumble after the George Floyd thing happened, and so there was all these protests happening outside of my apartment on the street, and I thought, you know what? I know my community. I know black men; they don't seek therapy the way that they should, and I didn't know the type of work that I do because I was doing sessions and stuff like this. Is me and Emily did a session together, um, so I was doing that kind of work. It was more on the side, and I was like, if I can just help my community right now, that's that's what I want to do. Not even to date. Um, so I got on there and just was asking black men, how they're doing, like, how's your heart, like how are you actually really doing? Um, and David was one of them. And so, um, well, actually the only one, he's the only one to <laughs> And so when I, um, we decided to meet up and when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this is the man from the drink this is the man from the fucking dream. Like I was losing my shit. And I was like, don't let him know you're crazy yet. Like, don't tell him that you had a dream (laughs) about him. Um, So we had a talk and we talked for like four hours. And then once he got home, after he picked up his kids, we talked for four more hours and it was pretty instant. Like we like had this like connection, you know, straight off the bat. And from there um, you know, what was it? Three days later asked me to be his girlfriend. 10 days later, he told me he loved me. Um, and then six weeks later we get pregnant with what my child now, Veda. <laughs> uh, her name is Cairo Veda. But um, it was this this kind of like tumble of all of these different things all of a sudden because I, I was told I couldn't get pregnant without assistance. I had I have PCOS, I have endometriosis, it fibroids so a whole bit, whole bit. Um, and that and it happened on the first try. It was so crazy. It was an intentional thing because we both had like this moment. Um, I don't want the story to go too long, but I have to tell you this part because when we Again, were considering you, you
1: have to tell us about beta because that was just like crazy. <laughs> so
0: crazy. Um when we were considering whether or not like we would move forward with this because mind you he's getting out of like a uh bad divorce and like there's other things like he's got two other kids and I was like do I really want to step into this situation right now like this. And um uh he's he said well with all the you know problems and things that you have health wise like You think we should at least try? Because at this point we know, like we're soul people, like we met, we know that this is the direction that we're supposed to go. And so um, I said, I don't know. I think I just, I guess I'm looking for a sign. And before that, a few weeks prior, we had 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 like a scare and he had asked me what I would name it. And I said, I've never let myself think about that because I never wanted to have the disappointment of not being able to have kids. And so he said, what about Cairo? And I was like, oh yeah, like that's so crazy. Cause I, I believe that we me and him have had a past life in Cairo. Um, and I tell him that then either he knows it now. <laughs> um, so there was all these like signs or whatever. And then when when I did say that, I'm just guess I'm looking for a sign. Um, my phone, I just 30 seconds later looked at my phone and I clicked on Tia Mallory's profile because she came up on my explore page and I clicked on her profile. I don't know why, clicked on her profile, clicked on a random post, and on the post it said um, TBT to our five-year anniversary. Um, we like to renew our vows every five years, but we didn't on our 10th year anniversary because I was way pregnant with Cairo. And Emily, I threw my phone. Like, I was like, what the heck? Like it was 30 seconds later, you know? So it freaked me out a little bit. He was like, you have to trust that you tell all your followers to look at signs and whatever. And I was like, all right, well, we'll try this month. And if it doesn't happen, we're not, don't, don't even look at me like that. You know, like just, we're not going to do it. Um, and I got pregnant. So it was, it was crazy. Um, and I know like Veda, like I know now like Veda is such a sensitive, um, she's very empathic and I know I'm supposed to do work with children at some point. Um, so I know that there's, there's some, something spiritually happening there as well, but she came in like a bullet, like a bullet train, just here I am ready to go (laughs) kick the hell out of me the whole pregnancy. So it was really difficult pregnancy. So as we were going through that process, um, I decided that I wanted to buy a house because I wanted to have a home for for her to be raised in, like have a space that we all could live in and start to develop our own family. And um, you know, I'm I don't have any money, like I'm like reading cards at this point. And somehow it was able to manifest the house that I live in now. This like really beautiful, large home um, that like by anyone's standard, really by any loan officer standard, they're like, you do what for a living? like you shouldn't be able to afford this house. Um, so yeah, so my business started to take off, like the podcast started to take off and upon me just surrendering and really letting go a lot of that resistance and saying, all right, well, this is what we're doing now. A lot more was able to come in. And so what's really funny and really awesome about talking about this today is that I'm going through another process of a lot of resistance where I need healing and, um, you know, Everybody thinks once you kind of figure out manifestation that then, okay, everything's going to be hunky-dory and you're good to go. And it's like, no, you've kind of leveled up and now you need to prepare to do that again. And so I'm going through a process right now where it's like, okay, there are things that I'm trying to manifest in my life that I'm, I'm, I'm hitting loads of walls and I'm going, okay, like I know how to do this. I know how this works. <laughs> Why is it not working this time? And And recognizing, okay, there's more surrender needed. There's more, uh, openness. There's more like, again, like what I said before, um, what could be replacing this, like what opportunities could be opening up, what could be better than what it is that I think I'm imagining for myself. And something that, um, someone on my podcast, Brett Sandler, I think is his name, um, said is that manifestation is not for that, like the generation of things it's to be freed from them. And, and I'm, I'm saying this quote wrong. I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> it to me, it was so powerful because it was like to be freed from our manifestations is to, you know, for instance, if you're someone who needs money, what do you think about all the time? You think about money. And so if you're thinking about money all the time, it's really hard for you to get in a centered place to have connection with your spirit guides or whatever. If you're feeling like I can't make my rent this month. And so there's not a lot of room for spirituality and connection when we are in the process of trying to get something that we need. And so in this moment right now, there are some things that I need that I'm like, okay, it's going to be tough to give those things up. It's going to be hard, heartbreaking even to surrender some of those things over plans that we've planned for a long time, you know, stuff like that. And, and family crap and, you know, like whatever. And it's like, okay, what is it that I could be giving up for something better? So in this moment right now, (laughs) manifestation looks like what does it look like to be freed from it but sometimes the manifestation is to let go like to be freed from it means to be freed from it so whether that means that you actually receive that manifestation or you let go of that manifestation because sometimes we don't have the eyes to know what's actually in our better interest right um i've learned over many 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 bad lessons that when I, when I notice that there are certain signals going off that are like, mm, that don't seem right. Mm, that's not good. Mm, and my gut is telling me stop, but I'll keep pushing. Cause it's something I really want or it's something I want to happen. Or oh, I've been thinking about this the whole time and I can't seem to get anything to push in the right way. Let it go. Cause at this point, it's like trying to force something that, that shouldn't that the universe is going, wait a minute. If you could only see what we had over here. This is what we want you to be doing during this time. This is where we want your focus during this time. This is what you're supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, if that's the case, then I I don't want to rob myself of that future glory. I know what it's like to push through. And for, I've been in that situation with my ex-husband actually, keep pushing for something and finally marry this person and be like, wow, you're a really toxic narcissist. Like, and I pushed for that. And I felt like in a lot of ways, I wasn't worthy of something better. So I, I, I stayed in it. I was like, I made my bed. You know, and I kind of like surrendered in a bad way of like, okay, well, I guess this is all all I'll ever have. And in that moment, spirit, universe, whatever was trying to teach me how to stand up for myself. And that was a really beautiful lesson that I learned. And it would be a really painful one, but like, I wouldn't be who I am today if I had not gone through that particular thing. So like we sometimes don't have the eyes to see that our manifestations can be far greater than what it is that we're, we think we're asking for. So if you're not getting the thing that you're asking for, look higher.
1: Mm, That's a great way of thinking about it. And I mean, when we're talking about when to push and when not to, when we're getting clear resistance and kind of figuring out where that line is, like you mentioned, sort of tuning in with your gut and and all of those things, what are some of the, the, the other ways that we can really sort of. And this is hard to give a concrete answer on but start to get more clear on when it's just not the right fit and on top of that sort of finding the line as well between what we choose to take as a sign versus assigning meaning to things that don't necessarily mean anything oh yeah either. because it can go both ways right in terms of like writing mm-hmm. off something that we really want because of obstacles that keep coming up or we can keep diving in headfirst with the tiniest of little signs when something might not actually be the best for us either
0: yeah. Um my the first thing that comes to mind is fear. So when we are operating from a fear state, I'm afraid this thing is going to happen. I'm afraid I'm not going to get this thing. I'm afraid that this is, you know, and we're trying to make steps to kind of scheme around what we're afraid won't happen, that's kind of a sign to me. Um that clearly this is not something that we should go go forth with. Uh oftentimes the greatest sign that something is supposed to go through is when you surrendered it and it comes back. So like without having to try to dissect whether or not you are getting signs that are telling you to stop or getting signs to tell you to keep pushing surrender, not like, um, yeah, like you said, this is very nuanced, but like surrender is different than defeat. If that makes sense. Like sometimes we're like, okay, uh, I really want to have this body, but I'm, I'm trying to work out and I'm trying to do this or whatever. I surrender. I give up, you know, like. Yes. And no, like there's a part of us that needs to figure out probably in this analogy, how to love ourselves as we are. And typically when we're in a scarcity and or punishing mindset, um, we're trying to do something because we're, we're tra- there's another motive behind it. It's not to nourish ourselves or get ourselves healthy. It's to get this boy to like us, to look good in a wedding dress, to, you know, feel better about ourselves or look like we, bleh, and for a high school reunion, whatever that intention is not necessarily what's best in, in serving us because we'll tend to punish ourselves or try to fit in places that we don't need to fit who we aren't anymore. You know, like I'm not going to fit in a size eight gene ever again. Like it's just not going to happen. My hips aren't going to do it. And I don't mean this in like a, like people are like, well, you manifest in that. And that's why you don't, I'm like my body just since I was in eighth grade has not been a size eight. So what am I doing? Trying to starve myself and keep working out or whatever. If that, that kind of resistance is not healthy for my soul. And in the same way, like, I mean, that's kind of a hard analogy, but in the same way, like when we're, we're doing things, when they have kind of an ulterior motive behind them, we're operating ty- typically out of a scheming energy, like I'm doing something for the motivation of this ulterior motive. Um, for instance, right now, like we are doing, um, so much planning for this, this, this year, and there are certain things that are in the way of this planning and, uh, family matters or whatever external things I can't mention on here. Um, but and in, in that, I'm having a lot of fear about like, ah, oh, these people are going to get in the way of this thing that I'm trying to do. And I don't like when other people are dictating what's happening in my life. I want the control. So in that, the universe is going, hey, like there's really nothing you can do about these external people that are getting in the way of your plans, like this COVID or whatever, like anything. You can't do anything about those people. What can you do? But at this point I, I can cancel my plans. Like I can say, okay, you know, what do they say? God laughs at your plans. Um, okay. Well, whenever it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. And I won't have to stress about what someone else is doing or what's going to happen or whatever. I can just let it go. And when it's time, it'll happen. And in that regard, if, if, if then the floodgates open up and these people get out of the way and everything's open, it's like, all right, well, now we can do that thing. Great. You know, it's a clear sign. It's like, everything is an open. There's no resistance anymore. But if you're in the process of trying to muscle and push or whatever, and you're still not getting that kind of end result that you've been looking for, and there's a lot of fear around it, like to me, it's a pretty clear go of like, all right, I got to let this go. And if you, and I find in some situations for myself, I can't let things go and I have to do something a bit more dramatic to, to be able to let it go, cancel plans, uh, things like that. (laughs) Um, and in order to, to get in a place where. I say you know what universe what do you have for me? Like it's it's not so much about distinguishing whether I should go or not go but being in a place of true surrender and saying what do you got? What do you what do you want for me? Cuz obviously they have a better they <laughs> have a better visual of like what should be happening here. A lot of times we think that it's it's really all up to us and we forget that we have at least in my belief we have other people, other entities, other family contracts, you know, other things that we're all here to learn too. So in that process, we're, we're not in a silo. Like we have other, there's other things going on kind of in the background, if you will, that are shifting and transforming not just us, but the collective as a whole. So if I'm to be the speaking point on a podcast and I'm having to there, you know, essentially the universe is putting me through this really ridiculous lesson. So that way I can give it to someone else, then there's meaning to my process of learning. The way that you underscored the intention, being really
1: clear on the intention and also just generally remaining open to what the universe has for us, because you've, you've often said something that I find really interesting too, about that manifestation isn't, isn't like opening a menu and just choosing whatever you want necessarily. So can you speak to that a little bit? Because I, I think that, that some wires get crossed, especially in this Instagram world that we're living in about what manifestation actually means how it sort of unfolds and the process that goes with it.
0: Yeah. Manifestation has also become a buzzword. Yeah. And uh, one of my, uh, one of the ladies who was on the show, she's like, I hate the word manifestation It just means make something happen. That's it. You know, <laughs> um, there's nothing really mystical about that. And, and she's right. Um, manifestation to me though, hits from a little bit of a deeper space. It is to me, a sign of healing. Like when we are in a place of of manifesting, for instance, money financially, um, I was always in a place where I was, you know, under a thousand dollars in my account, never had enough money for savings, always just barely paying bills on time, having so much anxiety around checking my account. Um, I haven't fully mastered that, but I've gotten to a place where I've raised that number um, substantially and gotten to a place where I was like, okay, I'd really like to break break the ceiling on this number now. Um, And so because of that, being in that space, of of trying to manifest, you know, abundance, if you will, I had to come to a place where I started to think about things differently to come to a place where I heal or was able to heal the the way that I thought about money, like that. I had some underscore of, you know, like money is only for people who scam people or whatever, you know, like I was raised in a very Christian, like money is evil kind of thing. So I had to heal that area of subconscious belief that said, okay, This, this is what money represents to me the same way with love. Like I had to get to a place where I go, okay. Um, I found out my biggest block is I'd never wanted to ask for help. And so I didn't want to be anyone's burden. And it's something that I struggled with for a really long time. And as I'm starting to heal that, I'm starting to open myself up more to be able to ask people for help, ask it, open myself up to, to that vulnerability that's required in order to have really connected, beautiful relationships. And so because of that, I was able to open myself up to love. Like uh, loads of my clients have a hard time with being able to open themselves up to love because energetically they're blocking themselves because they're saying, I got it. Don't worry about me. I don't need anybody. I can't rely on anyone. Like if I ask anyone for help, they're going to hold it over my head or they're going to take it away from me. And so in that energetic exchange, then you show up and eligible men or women come to the table and they can see energetically you're not open. There's no space for them there. And so then they think you're the best friend. Or they think you're just the one night stand or whatever. There's no nothing further because energetically there's no opening. And so in that space, I said, okay, well, what does it look like to heal that? When I went to Bali, that's what I did. And then it was like, suddenly people on the street being like, yo, hey, baby, I'm a, you know, like, whoa, <laughs> suddenly I'm the most attractive person or most attractive I've been in my whole life. And, and people like I had a, this is a really funny story. After I left Bali, um, I had met this guy on the plane who came over to me and said, I could see your angel wings from over there. And I was like, excuse me, (laughs) I was like, what kind of, is that a line? (laughs) He's like, no, I'm serious. Like you're an earth angel, aren't you? And I was like, what are you talking about? So we talked for a little bit or whatever. He's like, I really hope I can meet you again. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Super weird. He was super fine too. So I was like, "What?" that came out of nowhere. Then I get to Paris and when I was in Paris, I was there to shoot a job. And then when I was there, there was another guy. I was stopped in the middle of the hallway. Some guy from London, really hot guy being like, Hey, why don't you have drinks with us? Where are you headed? And I'm like, I'm headed to go get drinks with my friend. Well, we're going there. They weren't, we were not going in that direction. (laughs) Um, So we sat down then we ended up going on a date. And when we went on the date, he's like, I want you to be the mother of my children. And I want this. I was like, okay. Like, no, like let's, this is too much. Um, you're just trying to get me in bed. And he's like, I'm, I will not go to bed with you. And I am hundred percent serious about this. And I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. Um, so things like that. I opened my energy up. It was a sign of healing, that there's some, there was something different that had come upon me. And, and that was a way in which I was able to manifest. And I recognized that like, hmm, this isn't not the person, but it's showing me that there's, there's, it's like a step step up, step up, step up. Um, and so then I meet David and I'm like, okay, this is, this is the guy. Cause I had a fucking dream about him. So like, at least gives me some clarity of who it was. Cause I had prayed for it. Like, please let it be easy. Make it clear to me. Cause I, I'll mess it up. So manifestation to me is a sign of healing. And then when you go one step further um, you know, I know that the first wave of manifestation, the way that they talked about it was like the law of attraction. And I don't believe that it's a law. So, um, this is controversial in the spiritual community, cause it's like the law of attraction. I don't think it's a law. I think that, um, the more that we intend something, the further that little dial goes to that direction. And if it's in our best interest, uh, if it's in alignment with our contracts and in alignment with, with who we are and our frequency, we can call that thing to us, but it doesn't always work. One, our frequency can be off Two, The thing cannot be in alignment with what, where we're going there've been plenty of things that I'm like, oh, I really wish I'd have this really job opportunity. You know, why, You know, I moved to New York to be this, you know, world renowned photographer. And while I did have a lot of cool opportunities while I was there, that didn't happen. I didn't get an agent. I didn't get all the stuff that I wanted. And I was like, why me? This is something I've been trying to manifest for so long. Well, little did I know this is what I would be doing. Like I was supposed to be talking to people and starting my mystery school and like the podcast. Like this is something I have seen in my life for a really long time that I just didn't acknowledge, you know, like people have told me for eons, you look like Oprah. I don't think I look like Oprah. I think I was just the, the only black friend that that person had, but I kept getting a lot of those things. You sound like Oprah. You can, you know, and I'm like, what is all this correlation with this person? You know um, it was more about the energy of like what you're going to be doing. And then at some point I figured, Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. I know what this is. So it I wasn't in an alignment with the frequency of the thing that I was desiring at the time. So there was a reason that I wasn't manifesting. And so that's why I think it's not a law. Because then a lot of times we try to manifest things that may not be in the highest good of where we're headed or what we desire. Um, because ultimately, like I really desire to do something like this. I'm thriving here in this space. Um, it's not quite where I wanted to be yet, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I and I enjoy it a lot, and I enjoy it more than having to deal with like fusty models, and you know, like publications and stuff. So if, if that, if that is the case, then if you can dispel the idea that there's a law and you can come into a space of going, you know what, what's in the highest good of, of, of mine or for the collective, if I can put myself in more of that service oriented place, instead of the menu shopping place, then the things that come to me are like, they fall in my lap. Like they just, I'm not struggling. I'm not pushing. I'm not trying to move it in a direction. I do get in that habit sometimes because that's just who I am by nature, firstborn child, stubborn, you know, the whole bit. Um, but if I can open myself up and say, you know what, I I thought it was going to go this way. <laughs> it's not going that way. What would I What would I envision for myself? How do I want to feel? Instead of what's the thing that I want? I want to feel peace. I want to feel security. I want to feel happiness. I want to feel loved. I want to feel taken care of. Like, those are the feelings I want to have. And then I tap into that frequency and go, okay, well, what does that look like? I can imagine all day long what it looks like, but the universe ultimately is going to make that available to me. Um, I don't want this to sound like that. It doesn't mean that you can't choose what you want to happen for your life. Oftentimes we come in with desires for a reason, because that's something that we're, the needle is pointing towards. Um, but you know, if you're in this place where you're like, I really need to get a 20 million foot yacht, ask yourself, why are you trying to post really good Instagram photos? Are you trying to get the the attention of someone else's? Or is that like your dream? That's your gut desire. You've always wanted to be a yachtsman. Like, I don't know (laughs) what that's called. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to vet out why you want something like I really want a million dollars. Do you need a million or is that just a number that like sounds good to you. you know, what would be comfortable living wise for you? Um, maybe it's a billion. I don't know. Like there was, a, I started watching the, um, what is her name? Elizabeth Holmes, the, the, the dropout Hulu official. Okay. Uh, anyway, she's th- Theranos. You can, people listening can look her up. Um, and I, and in the biopic that they have for her, she says, I want to be a billionaire. And I thought, who says I want to be a billionaire? And why? And you can see that they're building the narrative and the story that she had this competition of something she wanted to live up to and, and where it landed her as a result, she was willing to do a lot of scheming and scamming or whatever to get to that place because she hadn't vetted her desire. Mm. Like it'll get you in trouble if you don't vet your desire. So that's why I think it's not a law. I think manifestation is a sign of healing for the reason that it shows us what it is that we really need, what's in our true alignment for ourselves and what's going to be in the best and highest good for our for our purpose.
1: I really like thinking about manifestation as healing because I I totally agree that I think that there's a lot of healing that has to take place for the manifestation to to happen too. And how how important do you think that it is to deeply believe in the power of the manifestation that we're trying to call in? Because this this again like kind of ties back with the resistance and stuff too, but there can be something that we, we are meant for and we know why we want it and the intentions are good and, and all of those things, but we can still end up getting caught in a headspace of feeling like it will never happen too. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you kind of suggest in those types of instances?
0: I do think belief is incredibly important. Um, but I think it has more to do with belief in self Mm -hmm. than necessary belief in the thing.
1: Mm, That's a great differentiation.
0: Yeah. For, for me, it is, um, you know, we'll go back to the size eight analogy. Um, if I can believe all day long that like, this is the size I should be. Um, but what would be better is to believe in myself that I can do what's best to nourish my body. You know what I mean? And so if that's the case, then I will, I will take and do behaviors that will fall in line with that, uh, belief. Uh, sometimes That's also, I love this question because our beliefs aren't aren't often vetted. We can have a lot of beliefs that are based off of really bad foundations. You know, like if we believe that we're a really shitty person, like we often believe that because of traumas and things that we had that we haven't healed yet. So there's a reason that we don't feel that we deserve certain things. And it's hard for us to believe certain things until we get a hold of why we believe that in the first place. So it is kind of a little bit convoluted (laughs) to get into a little bit more complex, uh, but it is the subtlety of manifestation because there, you can say all day long, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. But if you don't believe that in fact, then it's not going to happen. And if you've never seen that, then we talk about access, right? And it's like a lot of people have like a lot of ableist, uh, you know, kind of perspective of this is something that should happen to me because it should And it's like, there are so many people who don't have access to even see that happen in their life. So it's really hard for them to get to the belief factor, in fact, because they've never seen it. Like they don't, they don't know how to believe in something they've never seen. And then, you know, you get some people who gaslight them and are like, oh, well, then you just got to have faith. No, like that's not how it works. Like like on the subconscious level, on a very software level, you know, hardware level, sorry. Um, There's no reprogramming that. Like that's the axis in which you came in. It's like, um, if you've seen your parents and they've been divorced and they've been tumultuous and terrible to you your whole life, you looking for love may look like the belief of I'm gonna have to fight with someone. And so having to look at those beliefs, it is the the process of unfolding the tetris that we are in in most of our lives of going, hmm, is that true? or is that the narrative I'm telling myself? And that's that is the that is the perfect nuance uh, behind manifestation. For me, It was like, men don't like me because I'm fat. That was it. That was the narrative. That was the true belief. And so what happened was, is men didn't like me because I'm fat. Like, and I say this like gently, but it was, I kept attracting or trying to earn people that would prove to me that I was worthy based off of my own belief, trying to fight and earn uh, a different truth without believing it myself. So when when someone would confirm that to me, well, I don't think girls look like this. Blah blah blah. I knew it. <laughs> you know, it was like that. Like the ego loves to be right, and so we will hold on to beliefs in order to be right instead of to be happy. And so in those belief systems, we'll go. I knew that no one would ever love me because da, 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 da. and we will choose accordingly. That little metal detector goes off. To beam beam beam. That guy, because we will want to earn a different truth through someone else's validation, not through our own. And I had to go to a place and go, you know what? I'm, I'm a bomb ass bitch. I don't go, no matter what size I am, you know? And, and because of that, then I opened myself up and that energy opened up and that belief shift changed that helped the manifestation on the other side that I'm worthy of love. But it had to go with, from the belief here first of how I felt about myself. And so that's kind of a lot of times where people skip over in manifestation. I'm going to believe this. I'm going to make the vision board. Well, why is that thing not happening? Well, on a, a very deeper level, there's something that needs to be healed first, that you need to believe about yourself versus the thing, you know, like why does Jeff Bezos need a penis shaped rocket? Like somewhere he's there, there's a belief about himself. You know what I mean? Like man's got a lot of money, so he's been able to do other things. He's healed other things, but you know what I'm saying? Like it shows up in areas where we're trying to compensate. And so in the same way, like if you can get a hold and vet the beliefs that you have about yourself, ask yourself, are those, are those things true? Or is that what I'm telling myself? Is that the story I'm telling myself that will make a massive difference on what it is that you can have.
1: Yeah. And then as things start to come in too, so let's say that, you know, we've, we've healed the things that maybe some manifestations are starting to actually materialize. We are trusting the manifestation process and, and all of this, as things start to come in it can, it can almost be overwhelming for our nervous systems too. Yeah. Or we can think like it's too easy or this timeline is, is wrong. Like the thing is coming in, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it now. I wanted it like in, in 14.7 months from now, <laughs> like, it can take like longer. Like the baby. Can, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or it can start to fly in so fast. We don't even know what to do. Like, how do we start to both trust that the things that are coming in are are real and and here to stay. I and I, I say that with the caveat of knowing that like nothing in life is certain, but right. you know, if you have a baby, like you're probably going to have that baby for the long term, you know, like it's not just yeah. <laughs> that that thing is staying with you. And then how do we actually start to expand to receive the manifestations? Like and I love asking you in particular that question because because everything changed for you on virtually every level so quickly. And yet you had been working for years and healing things for years and going through shit for years to get to that point of everything coming in in a very short period of time. So how do we trust it? How do we trust like the expansion? How do we, how do we create the expansion to receive it? Tell me, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So thanks for saying that because, um, A lot of times people are like, oh, it happened for you so fast. How'd you figure it out? And I was like, this was not fast. No. Me going through a four year, terrible marriage. Like there was like, it was about 10 years of process to get to that place where then finally things clicked. So this
1: is like when people say must be nice or, oh God. And like, must be nice. Or like, oh, you're, you're just, that's just luck. I, both of those things are so irritating to me. (laughs) There's a lot under the surface of like, you don't see what what went on to get to X, Y, going through (laughs) a
0: a five-year narcissistic abusive situation was not lucky. Um, so, I mean, there's so many things like my pregnancy, even like, Oh, you're so lucky you got pregnant on the first try. Yeah. But my, I almost died during childbirth. Like I, I can barely talk about my birth. It was the worst day of my life. And Um, you
1: had a tough pregnancy throughout too. Like like, I I I fell down the stairs. I had gestational
0: diabetes, preeclampsia, like there was so much struggle during the process that there was in no yeah. way that I feel like this was lucky. And I, I hadn't prepared myself mentally for what it meant to be a mom because I never thought I would be able to. Yeah. And so like that, that, like you said, that thing coming in and being like, you're almost shell shocked for a second. Cause I, I wasn't one who was like, I'm, I can't wait to be a mom. Um, I knew that I I wanted that, but I never let myself feel that because I was afraid I couldn't. And so um, the way, so when when it came in, my first fear went with David was like, "Is he going to be a narcissist? Is he is he just putting on? Is he love bombing me? Is this?" There was a lot of caution around that, um, but I couldn't get around the fact that I had a dream about him. Yeah, that for me was like mm, that kept me there. Otherwise, I would have thought his found his behaviors to be um, maybe gratuitous or too early. Uh, I would have maybe slowed down or like stepped away from him. I remember one time talking to my guides. And, um, it was when I, when Paris didn't work out and I had to move back home to Kansas city and that's a whole nother story for another time. <laughs> but, uh, when I moved back, they, the guides asked me, why did you try to move to Paris? And I was like, because I wanted to live there and it's my place. And I love there, and which is still true. And they were like, stop bullshitting us. Like, what's the real reason that you wanted to move there? And I was like, because I think it'll be easier for me to find love. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time in America. I'm not the typical kind of girl. I'm into some weird stuff. And (laughs) I had had better time dating there. So I thought surely like I'll have a better time finding love. And they said something to the effect of like, you're not in a place yet where you will accept someone who loves you the way that you're asking to be loved. You're still wanting to earn someone who's telling you they don't love you in order to you know validate yourself. So if we brought you someone, who was magical and this and that or whatever. And they were all up your ass, basically. <laughs> um, you you wouldn't find him attractive because you would be still in that state of feeling like you're not worthy of that. And if someone was interested in you like that, then they must not be worthy either. And so that was a, that was a massive moment of shift for me because I thought, hmm, how many guys that been, have been like super nice, the nice guy coming to me? Oh my God, I love you. And I'm like, ugh, like I was one of the person who didn't want me. Yeah. So in that regard, this is where the perspective shift happens energetically coming into that space to, 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 to allow for those things to come in, to feel worthy of the things that you're asking for. Um, and then to, I don't think you're ever really ready once it does come in because that healing process is so thick. Um, I'm still going through the adjustment process, um, to, to receive that gift. So yesterday my daughter didn't want to go to sleep. And I was up for two and a half hours last night. And I remember thinking, I traded my single life for this. <laughs> That's a real thought, you yeah, know? Yeah. And a lot of people would like- I could relate to that. I mean, you get so many mommy shamers and whatnot. And I'm like, how many dads say stuff like that? Come on. Um, but I, I had the very honest moment going, like, I'm so glad that when I was single, I took so much time to do exactly what I wanted because mm-hmm. that is over now. <laughs> I can't even sleep when I want to, you know, and it comes to a new level of manifestation because you start to become very aware suddenly that the things that you're trying to manifest are also trying to teach you something about yourself. And what I'm going through right now is a really hard lesson about family. And what does it mean to, 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 to sacrifice everything for these people that you love and not just my child, my, my partner, his children, my own family, you know, like I'm having to do a lot right now that is requiring so much of me. And, and I feel I'm at a, almost like at a breaking point and it's like, it's hard. And it's like, you know, everybody on the outside is going, wow, look at that Aliyah manifest all the things that you wanted. And it's like, yes, I did, but it wasn't like a get out of jail free card. Your, your manifestations come in to help level you up. And you are in the place of opening yourself up to this expansion because it is expansion. Mm-hmm. It's not for you to just be comfortable. Um, unfortunately, sorry to brush your bubble. <laughs> um, you level yourself up and then that's a desire that you don't need anymore. So what do you do? You create new desires and and find new ways to build and, and expand yourself in the lessons. So currently, as I'm going through that, I have all the things from the outside perspective everyone could want, and they don't know how I'm crumbling inside from all of what's demanded of me now. Like it is a true reckoning of leveling up. So be careful what you ask for. And I don't say that in a cautionary way. I just mean, be ready, like (laughs) be in the mindset of knowing that like, this thing will not end your problems. This thing is here to help you level up. So what I am doing is in this process, learning what it means to open, to expand, to be vulnerable, to be honest, to release what I'm holding on to to let down my guard, to surrender, things that are very hard for most humans to do. And and trying to expand me in in deeper and better ways for whatever it is that's coming next. And I can't really prepare for what that looks like. I can I didn't, at this point I don't even know what to ask for. You know, at first like you 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 started the 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 earlier uh levels of manifestation going, I want some shoes or I want a date or I want this or that and suddenly the things that you're asking for become I would say, um, more expansive. I want some sleep, (laughs) not just that, but I, I want to, I want freedom, like in the sense of not to be freed of the things that I have asked for, but to be open and loving and caring and, you know, someone who's less rattled by change. That's something I'm going through, um, to, to, to learn what it means to be in true service of others. And ultimately that's my 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 direction that may not be everybody's um but that to me is what the 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 part about manifestation most people don't talk about it is to to grow and to expand ourselves into better places to ultimately get to a place where we don't need we we have more space to give
1: oh what a beautiful way of of summing that up. That in relation to like manifestation is a healing process, like this is the shit that people aren't talking about. In They're not to talking about it. No, this is why I was like, if I'm going to talk about manifestation on the podcast, I only want Aaliyah because <laughs> <laughs> you just have such a unique perspective on it. And and this is the real work. Like this is the real work that that does change your entire life, and you can still be woo woo and also be like the the grounded spirituality that we're kind of talking about and still get to where where you want to go and like where your <laughs> deepest desires lie. Yeah, this is beautiful. Oh my gosh. So yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, more about where we can find you and connect with you and I also would love to hear about your manifestation course about attracting yeah. your partner. It's called manifest uh, manifest them and I really love to that um that you you don't buy into like the twin flame bullshit either.
0: <laughs> Again, started.
1: <laughs> the grounded spirituality is what I appreciate about you because I'm like, no, Leah's not framing this course. Like get calling your twin flame. Like, no, 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 that's not, that's not how we roll around here. <laughs>
0: no. I can't do it. I can't. Um, so yeah, so you can find me at lovely Leah.com um on most things on Instagram, Twitter, and so on. Um, and then I have our manifesting course with Sharin um, where we talk very, like, in a very grounded spiritual way about what it looks like to heal in order to open yourself up to manifestation. What's really great about this course and what I'm really proud of is that we, we make sure that we talk about access. We talk about what it looks like um, to be in marginalized groups and, and not to have that feeling of being able to to call in those things if you've never seen them uh in addition to what it looks like to heal in order to open yourself up to those things a lot of the things that we talked about today um and and that to me is super important to the process it's really funny because a lot of people signed up for the class in order to manifest their partner but suddenly they started realizing oh i manifested a house oh i had this oh i didn't get a partner but i got that you know and because I believe that the rules still apply no matter what, you know, it's just that that's what we decided to put our focus towards. But, um, since me and Sharon have both had the process and being able to open ourselves up to what that looks like, um, it's been, and I got to see it in such a, a switch kind of way. Like it was like, turning on a light switch. It, it was such a testimony uh, to like, this is what we decided to do. Like, this is how we were able to, to get into the nuance of what it means to open up energy and utilize that in kind of an alchemist way. So I'm really, really super proud of that. In addition to that, um, I have additional content on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash the lovely And um, what I'm really, really proud of is that I have a mystery school there where we've developed a community, a uh, social network dedicated to the mystics. Uh, people are interested in cards and energy and mediumship and card reading and all the weird stuff that happens in the world, such as aliens and whatnot. Um, we have a whole place of a community of people who discuss daily. Um, what it is that they're experiencing, asking questions, finding places to have support, get readings and so on. So I'm really, really excited about that.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. And we will definitely reference all that in the show notes too. And just one last question. I asked you this ages ago, back in 2020, uh, before all of these things unfolded for you. That's <laughs> the funny part. It was like right before we, we did that. Yeah. Um, if you could give people just one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? Whether related to manifestation or otherwise?
0: I would say accept yourself. Hmm. Because oftentimes when we're we're in that process of trying to figure out who we are, we we never really allow ourselves to just accept who we are. And that makes the the growth process much, much harder.
1: Yeah. And to accept where we're at sometimes too. That's the that's the
0: biggest part, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's so closely related. (laughs) What we're doing now. That's my favorite (laughs) mantra. Okay. This is what we're doing now. It's how I how I do that in the middle of the night when I'm up and I'm like, all right, we're. We're up and we're playing like when we should be sleeping. This is what we're doing now. (laughs) This
1: is what we're doing now. i I Stay
0: a decent parent.
1: (laughs) Oh you're a wonderful mom. You're a wonderful mom. You took a photo and sent it to me uh in like the middle of the night. You were signed to a DM, I think, and and you were up feeding beta. Oh yeah. And I was like, it was almost dark, but I was like, I literally can see your glow even Uh in the dark. I'm like, you're glowing. So (laughs) I'm gonna blame that on the camera. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give you the credit as opposed to the camera. Leo, this has just been so lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyaleah.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on thelovelyaleah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.